It's a delight and a pleasure to read before you Psalm 145 this morning. I invite you to turn in your Bibles to Psalm 145. Psalm 145, please, I'll read it before you. I will extol thee, my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise thy works to another, and shall declare thy mighty acts. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty, and of thy wondrous works. And men shall speak of the might of thy terrible acts, and I will declare thy greatness. They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness, and shall sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and His tender mercies are over all His works. All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints shall bless thee. They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and thy dominion endureth throughout all generations. The Lord upholdeth all that fall and raiseth up all those that be bowed down. The eyes of all wait upon thee, and thou givest them their meat in due season. Thou openest thine hand and satisfiest the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and will save them. The Lord preserveth all them that love him, but all the wicked will he destroy. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord. And let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. Amen. 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 I want to speak to you briefly this morning about the use of your tongue. This psalm can't be divided very easily, I could find. It is one single unified praise to God. Verses 1 and 2 speak of personal praise. Note the I will and the will I throughout the psalm, but especially the four times in verses 1 and 2. This is a personal psalm of praise. It encourages personal praise, daily praise, enthusiastic praise, and yes, perpetual praise, forever and ever. If one forever wasn't good enough, perhaps two are. What if there were 20 forevers? It is still not enough 
because his greatness is unsearchable. Yes. Amen. Forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, we're told in verse 3. There is no part of Jehovah's greatness which is not worthy of great praise. I encourage you to try to search out the unsearchable riches of God. He is past finding out. His deserved praise is still above and beyond all that we can render to him. Verse 4, one generation shall praise thy works to another and declare his mighty acts. Let there be in this church and the families of this congregation a tradition of praise. Saints should make it a point to instruct their descendants in this hallowed exercise of praise. Let our children never see, never understand or perceive that we might hold back in praise or that is a weariness and that we might snuff at it. Let us show forth his glory and the acts that he has done and the exercise of voicing his praise to all our children. Verses 5 and 6. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of thy wondrous works. I cannot help but think of our brother Scott Collinge in this. Would you agree with me that when he speaks of the Lord and when he prays in public, he uses the most majestic language found in Scripture to describe our Jehovah? It was encouraging and uplifting and edifying for me to hear him pray. It was instructing. Majestic, glorious language is a part of worship in our prayer. Consider our Jehovah's many wondrous works of power, of justice, of wisdom, of compassion, of tenderness, and of providence. But especially his work of grace is particularly wonderful to us, his wondrous works. These works, especially the work of grace, that is salvation, changing men from the inside out and turning men's affections and loyalties to serve Jehovah is astounding. Amen. Holy men and men who have experienced these things will speak of them, particularly men that have been given a tongue. Occasionally you might find a man that has not been given her a tongue or the exercise of that tongue has been restricted in some way. I think of our sister Deborah in this manner. Thank you, Newell, for pointing out recently that her tongue was spared recently in the stroke that she experienced. Perhaps we should all use that to question ourselves. If we had experienced such a stroke, would the Lord have considered the previous use of our tongue worth sparing? I wonder if her tongue was spared because she's using it like she should. Convicting to me. These wondrous works of God in your life must not be permitted to pass away in silence. It is a waste. It is squandering the grace and goodness of God in your life for his goodness to die with you and not have been told to others. What a grave tragedy and injustice which you are capable of rectifying by using your tongue correctly. If others do not remember God's works, we want to be men like David who will cause them to remember God's works. We are personally bound to make a declaration of what we have seen and known personally. We are bound to warn others within our sphere of influence of the greatness of his mighty acts and of his terrible justice to those who fail to walk uprightly. We are bound by our personal salvation and grace that we have seen to be salt, that is, preserving others around us from sin, and light, that is, leading by example those within our sphere of influence. Let us speak lovingly of our Lord 
plentifully, often, spontaneously, constantly, joyously of his might and his glorious kingdom. Why, by the way, in verse 7, they shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness and shall sing of thy righteousness. Righteousness might be considered by some to be a terrible thing of God since we by nature are not righteous. Why in the world would saints wish to sing of his righteousness? For two reasons I find. One, that righteousness is imputed to us legally through Jesus Christ. Wow, I am very thankful for that righteousness. Through Jesus Christ, it allows us access to heaven and allows us the capacity, ability, and desire to please Jehovah. That's very important. Reason number two, it is that righteousness that makes our salvation perfectly certain because God cannot lie. That would be unrighteous. So our salvation cannot change because he is righteous. So let's sing of it. Let's let the, the wicked of the world run in terror from his righteousness, but let's run toward it and sing of it. I recall Proverbs 18.10 that says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. Just a quick little aside about subject-verb agreement that I caught in in that proverb. The righteous runneth into it and is safe. Is means that it is a singular verb, not a plural verb. As in, he is safe, not they are safe. If the righteous there, the subject of that phrase, were plural, if he was speaking generally as in a general rule that's normally true, he would have said the righteous runneth into it and are safe. But we note that that righteousness and that safety is a very individual thing and is a personal thing that is available to you personally. Very important. God's covenant of grace and righteousness is indeed a strong consolation. Look at verse 8 briefly. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and of great mercy. Is this not how he first revealed himself to Moses when Moses asked to look at him? Isn't it true that his graciousness is his glory? He is gracious. He is full of goodness and generosity to all men and to every living creature. He treats creatures with kindness and consideration but he treats his saints with special favor. To his saints, he is condescending and pitiful, full of compassion to the suffering, to the weak, to the despondent. He is a tender nurse. Yes. He feels for them, he feels with them, and he feels in a very practical way, as in a very present help in time of trouble. Yes. And again, he is touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Unbelievable. Saints must speak of his kingdom, verses 11 through 13. Earthly kingdoms find great consolation and satisfaction in rearranging their borders, expanding their tax base, accomplishing some cultural feat. Let's lift our eyes from an eternal perspective and let's praise Jehovah for the characteristics belonging only to his kingdom. His resources are infinite. His power is amazing. The ability to speak life and create life is overwhelming and unbelievable. Let's praise him for it. Like a flock of sheep, the creatures that stand around the Lord look to him as their great shepherd. Observe in verse 15 the punctuality of the Lord in giving food in due season. When it's food time, we're hungry, not just for food, but for satisfaction from the Lord at a soul level. 
He provides that in due season. Yes. When it's needed, a very present help yes. in time of trouble. Yes. God declares himself to be in this psalm righteous and holy and wonderful and gracious in all his works. His people have experienced that and found him to be that. All creatures ultimately will acknowledge that to be true, but we can now. Whatever others may do, I will not be silent. Whatever others may speak on, this is my preferred topic. I will speak the praise of Jehovah forever and ever. In closing, allow me to take 30 seconds and read some names of the Lord that are found in Scripture. Verses 1 and 2 and 21, those three times, say name or holy name. Let me just read these names, and you pick one, and just bless the Lord for his names. Advocate, Almighty, the Amen, the Anointed One, the Beginning and the End, the Branch, the Consolation of Israel, the Dayspring, Emmanuel, the Everlasting Father, Friend of Sinners, Governor, Great Shepherd, King of Kings, Lamb of God, Mediator, Master, Refuge, Second Adam, Son of Righteousness, Truth, the Vine, and the Word. Amen. 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 Amen.